Welcome to Midnight's LEO, a podcast seeking to help law enforcement officers and those who love them experience a more abundant life. I'll be your host, Chaplain Lou Florio. Greetings, everyone. In a previous blog post and podcast, Season 1, Episode 3, I first tried to unpack the unhealthy relationship between cynicism and police culture. As I noted, one will hear officers often claim cynicism keeps them safer, but an incredible amount of research and my personal experience does not support this. Indeed, when cynicism takes hold within us, we tend to separate from others and isolate. We can often descend further toward burnout or worse. This condition reflects our broken, difficult interactions within an imperfect world. Cynicism is an unhealthy response where we ultimately hurt ourselves or others, often unintentionally. I often in jest call this process cynicism, starting with the word sin, S-I-N, instead of the C-Y-N. Sin is often defined as a violation against religious law, but it also can be an action considered highly reprehensible or reflective of a serious fault. For our use here, it need not be religious in nature. Don't believe that cynicism can hurt if not kill? Well, just Google the words cynicism, health, and police sometime. People with high levels of cynical distrust may be more likely to develop dementia. And some researchers even suggest that pessimism and cynicism can negatively impact heart health. From these many studies, you'll also discover that there is a suggested linkage between poor health and cynicism. Cynicism might tend to promote ill health and ill health might promote cynicism. These conditions tend to worsen one another, and if you know street cops, you know that they often suffer from chronic pain, obesity, stress conditions, and more as they become veterans and prepare to retire. Their ill health can promote cynicism, and it's likely a symptom of or connected to something deeper going on inside them. Their woundedness from years on the beat, poor self-care, and unhealthy quick meals on the go starts to take its toll on the physical and emotional components of the self. It warps their outlook about others and the world in a way that it does not reflect reality. And with cynicism growing, they often can find their isolation from others increasing. It is self-perpetuating. And yet because cynicism is catchy, cynical people tend to find one another to reinforce their negative and faulty views. One early FBI bulletin on the topic was titled, Police Cynicism a cancer in law enforcement. The author argued, the inherent stress and frustration found in the law enforcement profession provides an ideal breeding ground for the disorder. Basically, as social beings, we're influenced by both our experiences and those around us. As a police recruit, you might enter the field of law enforcement ready to help others, but soon you encounter a disproportionate number of people who are inhumane to one another. You meet people who wish to deceive you, if not hurt you, and the violence you interact with over time can leave its imprint on your soul. You might experience moral injuries, or you might experience a form of compassion fatigue. Then add to this mix seasoned officers who, as they associate with you, tell stories of their disappointments in Travai. In doing so, as you begin to identify your own experiences with theirs, they subtly influence your worldview administrative issues, pay issues, and more can leave officers not only rightly disgruntled but also quite cynical. And unfortunately, cynicism can spread to infect the entire agency. 
Variables such as gender, race, and relationship in policing might impact this process for good or ill. There's no denying it. The mountain of evidence, regardless of one's vocation, indicates cynicism doesn't help us. It hurts us. It tends to wound the officers, their families, and those whom they swore to serve and protect. Despite what some people might say, no one joins police work to hurt people. Healthy people feel called to this vocation because they want to try to help people. Yet somehow the job can wear down our idealism into cynicism. Officers often identify their cynicism as a kind of protection. They claim it helps them be ready for attack, betrayal, or disappointment. It serves as a kind of wall or boundary, shielding them from hurt. Yet what it really does is shield one from deeper and more meaningful relationships. In expecting bad things from people, one might misinterpret and overreact to comments. In anticipating resistance, an officer might become prone to use of force when another approach would work better. As officers struggle to turn off their concerns and worries, ruminating, personalizing, catastrophizing them, Dr. Ellen Kirschman suggests they can develop a kind of tunnel vision, tending to isolate themselves from others and associate only with other cops. Therefore, they have a limited reality check on the universe. Rather than keep danger out, officers might develop a tendency to keep good out too. Spousal and other family relationships can suffer, if not die. The resulting isolation and emotional harm might facilitate addiction, extramarital affairs, or promote depression and suicidal thoughts over time. Cynicism kills relationships, and sometimes, ultimately, the cynic. As I've suggested in the previous post, a healthy skepticism is warranted. People can hurt you or break your trust. The world can be dangerous. So observe and test relationships. Trust someone with something about yourself and see how they do with what you have shared. If they prove trustworthy, trust a little more. Do so over and over again, and if they trust you back with the things that they share, intimacy can grow. On calls, practice safety techniques, but don't obsess about danger. Developing this kind of tunnel vision on a call can result in bad outcomes for you or others. You might miss opportunities to de-escalate the situation, or identify solutions to the problems at hand, or even miss a greater danger at hand because of your assumptions. Best of all, the less cynical you are, the more friends, the larger support network you might develop. You will recognize there is still good in the world and you aren't alone. You will have others to help walk with you through good times and bad. In closing, I hope what I've shared will open up your mind or the mind of someone you love to the realities of life. Life can be hard, but it can always be good. Why make life and relationships harder for yourself? Why hurt others with your unhealthy attitude or hurt your overall health? In a future episode, I'll try to offer you some antidotes to the cancer of cynicism. I hope you'll come back and join me then. Until next time, stay safe, try to do some good, and I hope to see you again soon. For references used in today's podcast, please see my post at midnightsleo.com. Midnight's LEO is copyright 2022 by the Reverend Louis A. Florio, Jr. Any material shared, not copywritten by another entity, remains the property of this creator.
Citations and excerpts may be shared for educational purposes, if not for profit, and with proper citation. Scriptural quotations in this podcast, unless otherwise stated, are from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible.